I go in there and make their brighten their day, I think. You use home care to be able to get up in the morning. If a person makes money and they go to work, they do a good job. Our home care workers are in our homes every day. They're part of our lives. As I talk to working Americans around the country, one consistent thing I hear is that people in our economy who we depend on the most are also the lowest paid and the least protected. For no job is that truer than for home health care workers. I spoke to Daryl and Nikki, a couple living in Minnesota. Nikki has a rare disorder that affects her joints. She really can't walk, and it's very difficult for her to grab things with her hands. But she can write and eat and take care of her baby with her feet. Daryl has cerebral palsy. They depend upon home health care workers or personal care attendants, also known as PCAs, to help them live full lives. It allows us to live in our own homes, and it allows us to um, get up in the morning, do all the things we want to do, eat, take a shower, go to the bathroom, and it also allows me to be able to work if I, if I um, am able to find a job. Most importantly, the help they get allows them to care for their daughter. Our daughter, Alexandria Paulson. <laughs> she'll, she'll be three next month, and if you met her and spoke to her, you'd be like, boy, she's a pretty advanced three-year-old. And um, she goes everywhere with us. If you've ever had a family member or a friend in need of medical care, you know the invaluable support and comfort these workers can provide. But you may be surprised to know how little they're paid. I spoke to Abby Marquand. She's the Director of Policy Research at the Paraprofessional Healthcare Institute, or PHI. PHI is working to increase the quality of home healthcare jobs to help patients and workers. I asked Abby about the profile of the average home healthcare worker. Home care aides are mostly women. 90% of them are women. Um, more than half of them are minorities. A quarter of them are living un in households under the federal poverty line. More than half of them work part-time, um, and almost 40% of those people who are working part-time are doing so involuntarily. So 20% of them are single mothers, and these are often the only jobs that are available to them. It's really hard to get good data on these workers because their work happens in isolated homes. That makes it harder to organize and harder for home health care workers to know what other home care workers are experiencing. An aging population, you know the number of seniors in America is projected to double by 2050, will increase the need around the country for home health care workers. The demand for home care workers now is unprecedented and it's only expected to skyrocket. So by 2022, we expect the number of home care aides to grow by 50%. So that's five times faster than for jobs overall in the economy. Demand is up and it's going to keep going up. So home healthcare workers are in a pretty strong position to bargain for higher wages and better working conditions, right? These workers tend to earn very close to poverty wages. So on average, they're earning around $9.50 an hour. A quarter of them are living un in households under the federal poverty line. They are not protected as of yet by um, federal minimum wage and overtime laws. Minimum wage laws don't protect them, and they lack a powerful voice on the job. Low wages, no collective bargaining, very little protection from the law, and physically and emotionally demanding work means one thing, a high turnover rate. At a certain point, they can't afford to do this work anymore and, and they end up moving on. These healthcare workers allow Americans to stay where they're most comfortable, in their homes, with their families. 
I talked with Robin from Fridley. She's a mother of three, and she's been a home healthcare worker for four years. She's close to all the people she works for, even going so far as continuing to care for them when the agency she worked for wasn't paying workers for over 45 days. They're my family. They had nobody. And, and, the, pro, the, and the turnover for that is if we quit them, it takes at least three weeks to a month for them to go over to a new agency. A recent drive in Minnesota successfully unionized home health care workers. I asked Robin about the movement. You know, door knocking, talk to other home care workers. I heard a lot of stories, and I want to help those people. Latanya was one of those stories. She lives in North Minneapolis. She has two kids, a 12-year-old and an 18-year-old who was diagnosed with cerebral palsy. She's a home health care worker who takes care of her family in addition to working in a group home. Latanya joined the union after she went eight weeks without being paid. I continued to do it because the clients that I had, they needed me. One client, I had to get him out of bed. So she's pretty excited to be part of the union. I'm an executive board member. I'm on the negotiation team. Telling everybody, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm telling everybody like it's the world's biggest thing. For Latanya, the need for a union is pretty simple. If a person makes money and they go to work, they do a good job because they know at the end of every two weeks when they get their check, it's going to be worth all their hard work that they did. Mm -hmm. Having a union is uh, you have protection. I look at it as a protection. Mm -hmm. if, if I can't afford a lawyer, that's what my union is for. Mm -hmm. They will help me to fight for what I need to fight for. But home health care aides aren't the only ones who benefit when workers are well paid. And we've even seen workers come out with the consumers that they are serving because they believe that, that that will ultimately improve the quality of the care that they're receiving and ensure that the workers that they depend on will stay in these jobs. I asked Daryl and Nikki what they thought the impact of higher wages would be on their PCAs. Because it's very simple, Congressman. It's mm -hmm. simple. When my worker has a better quality of life, my family has a better quality. Our home care workers are in our homes every day. They're part of our lives. Right. And we can't sit here and allow them to be um, dependent on government assistance when they're making, when they're working 80 hours a week. So with so many of us needing the care of home health care workers, it makes sense that home health care workers would fight for a better life, just like everyone wants. And just like the customers want, like Nikki and Daryl. Home health care workers are fighting for $15 an hour. They're also fighting for career development. They love their jobs, and they want to know how to do them better. So many of the people who are home care workers are women. And when we invest in home health care workers, we are investing in gender equality. This is Congressman Keith Ellison for We The Podcast. See you next time. Where do we go? Is it real job?